Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey, Mike, do you know there's one huge asset that can help you hit the ball a lot further? And guess what? It's uh, right under your feet. The ground. The ground. So today in episode 341 of the Golf Podcast, we're going to talk about how you can use the ground more effectively to add some power to your golf swing. We all want to add power to our golf swing. And guys, if you're new to the show, Mike and I, we are not professionals. We are not instructors. We're just two guys who love learning the game and sharing what we learned in the hope that it will help you guys better your golf games as well. So we've done some work on this. There's a couple of key takeaways and a key points that we think can help you start using the ground a whole lot better uh, and then getting a little bit more power. And we see at the top level, man, Mike, the pros just do this so well. Oh yeah, they definitely do. They just It's it's incredible to watch. Yeah, it's it's next level. Mm-hmm. It's up it's like way above and beyond even what we're going to talk about here, but we will dip into it a little bit in case you want to try some of what the pros do, but at any level, at any level, if you're swinging a golf club, you can use the ground better in order to get more power out of your swing. So we're going to be talking about that in a second. But first, Mike, let's jump right into this week's Twitter tap-in. By the way, guys, if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Golficity so you can be involved in each week's Twitter tap-in segment. And this one's a fun one. Anytime, Mike, we get talking about equipment, it really gets people talking. But actually, this is not just equipment. So what we asked this week's Twitter tap-in is, if someone handed you $500 to spend on golf equipment right now, wouldn't that be nice? For, that'd be really nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, what is the very first thing you would spend it uh-huh. on? Uh, tough one. It's a tough one. So we like to kick it off with our own answers. So first, Mike, uh, what would you say? You know, you and I chatted a little bit about this. I think we're both uh, in agreement that lessons would be it. Yeah. You know, you can kind of, you go anywhere with that money. Wait, wait, golf equipment, it says. I know it says golf equipment. Mm. Right? Is that so? Yeah, so we're, maybe we're disqualifying ourselves because a lot of people you'll see in a second said the same thing lessons. So, if we had to just say just equipment, I think in a similar vein, there are a handful of really great training aids out there. Yep, that I would like. Um, I, one I'm, I've been really big on is the uh, the plane mate by mm. Tor Striker. I think that comes in around 140 bucks or something like that. So that one is is something that would be on my list. I've been using it a little bit kind of each day just because I th- like the physical feedback that it gives me. I've been posting some on my Instagram account. Some of you have been DMing me because you're on that right on the cusp of pulling the trigger and asking if it works. Well, I'll tell you what, it definitely has been working for me. Uh, another thing of equipment, which you know we're big fans of, is the shot scope. Yes. Which mm-hmm. comes in around 200 bucks. Nice. I still got some cash in my pocket even after that. Yeah, you're doing But it. I like the shot scope right. because the, the shot, the shot, you know, data tracking, which really has helped our game. Um, but yeah, those are those are big ones. I right, think you're at 350 now. You want to just cap it off? $1 box? Yeah, yeah seriously. I'll put the rest will go towards green fees. There you go. Um, no, I, I think if I didn't, otherwise, if I wanted to go pure equipment, if I didn't already have a putter I was very happy with, the money would go towards a putter because I think that money is incredibly well spent. Even if you're spending 500 bucks a pop at on a, on a, you know a putter, it's something that's going to last you so many seasons. A well-fit putter is very hard to beat. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think another thing that's, that's overlooked are these these launch monitors because yeah. where, if you don't have an OptiShot vision like we do, you how are you going to know your numbers? Right. How are you know your attack angle, your ball speed, your club head speed? And a lot of us want to know this stuff, but the only way to do it is to go see someone and get that. You might be spending you know, $200 an hour, $100 an hour, which is probably great. You'll probably learn a lot about your game, 
But if you wanted to just go to a range with something, you could just fire it up. Like we use the Rapsodo. That's mm-hmm. a $500 item. Yeah. It's about 400 bucks actually. And you know what? You get everything you need right there. Yeah. So it's a great aid. The Rapsodo is terrific. There's also, I think, the Flight Scope Mevo. There's a handful of them all out there, and they're all yeah. right in that same price range, that 500 bucks. Uh, and look, again, it's taking a, a something out of the PGA Tour Pro's playbook. You see those guys out there, when they're doing their range sessions, they've got a trackman behind us. Now, we don't have somebody handing us $20,000. We've got 500 to work with. So you got to work within your budget. But I think something like that, as you said, kind of gives you that immediate feedback of yardages and things like that great so let's look at some of these other ones that uh some of you out there had said um blake higgins says custom vokey wedges terrific spend that's a terrific spend i I put that almost right after putter as far as if i only have x amount to spend on equipment what do i prioritize the wedges are your scoring clubs yeah it just is and for 500 bucks you can get yourself a nice set a nice set of fit wedges for sure we got mike Ryder. i like hearing this he says foot joy clothes due to the weight loss congrats man yeah, that's good congratulations. It's a good feeling. That's terrific. Um, Will Hunt says, uh, my three wood, he said, my my Callaway XR16 shaft broke in the hosel, so he's looking for a replacement. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. That's the worst when that happens. Yes, but a- look, hey, if... Um, one thing you might be able to do well is is just swap out that shaft. If, you, if, you, if the head is performing well for you, and uh, depending on where, he says it's in the hosel. It might have gotten into the head there, but there is that little connection there. I've seen it break there before, mm-hmm. and what you can sometimes do is just spend the money on the replacement shaft instead. Yeah, Michael Johnson, a driver. I mean, I could see this being a common theme because that 500's right in that sweet spot. A driver, he's got an old driver with a small club head. It's not forgiving for someone who has a large handicap, LOL. <laughs> yeah, that might might help you to get a more forgiving driver. Yeah. What else we got here? These are um, great. Yeah, speaking of uh, golf, let's see, hang on, golf efficiency. It sounds like golficity. Yeah. Is this new shafts for my woods, some that uh, fit my swing change. But I think that is a terrific point to bring up because oftentimes we think we've got to replace the whole club because we've made some sort of change. Uh, We've learned in our fitting process how much of a difference the shafts make. So sometimes, and again, another benefit of going to a fitting, you can go to a fitter and say, listen, for my budget, I want to keep the heads I'm working with, but I want to... um, I want to uh, just replace the shafts, and, and and you can do so much of a change there. So that's a great point. Golficiency. Golficiency. Golf proficiency with a German efficiency. That's a tagline. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. A yeah. lot of people said lessons. Lessons, lessons, lessons. Lessons, lessons, Wed, yeah. You know, uh, Jason says lessons, pay for proper instruction, practice for free, and improve my game in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all good stuff. And uh, putters. I see putters often. Coach Khan says a brand new push cart and some waterproof shoes. Push, like it. Yeah, that's always a good spend. I like Al. Al Cervic says a one-year membership at a, a, a Vitense Golfland range. He says he hashtags range balls. Sorry, sorry, guys. We had a quick uh, technical glitch there. It happens. But um, anyway, I think, Mike, what we're talking about here is the main theme seems to be, uh, and it's smart. You got you to... Gotta, Golf can be an expensive sport. You have to spend your money smart. So when I see things like wedges, uh, putters, lessons, it's really understanding prioritizing certain things. We know that the flat stick 
is where most of your strokes are out there on the course. Yep. You know, yeah, it, for sure. Sometimes it's like I said, it's not the sexiest purchase. Uh, like it's not like getting the, the newest driver sometimes, but the putter is something that can last you for years and it can save you some strokes. And then similarly, the, the, uh, wedges, wedges are scoring clubs. It's really important. And we've always been big proponents of investing in lessons again, not knowing that it's not equipment, but there's a lot of things as golfers. We are so fortunate that nowadays there are so many resources for, for us, uh, from, from books to videos and everything else to, to help with our game. But it's such an individualized sport. I say, don't shy away from all that instruction, but every once in a while, a, a check-in with a coach who can just kind of like look at your exact issue and yeah. steer you, then you can even make your own research more effective because you can dive into those drills and things like that that relate to your specific issue. So I think that's always important. Yeah, it is. And I, I just recall where we were right before our glitch. I, I was giving Al Cervic a shout out. He said a one-year membership to Vitense Golfland and he just put hashtag range balls. So he would just dedicate his uh, 500 to just taking a whole bunch of swings for as long as he can at Vitense Golfland in Madison, Wisconsin. Shout out to Vitense. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, you know, it's another idea too is... Um, for all of us who don't have the benefit of playing year round, uh, spending that 500 bucks and getting some sort of either uh, package of simulator time or sometimes like some sort of simulator, uh, maybe they have a week, uh, um, a winter membership. Because a big question that we get a lot of people is like, how do you keep your swing going? through the winter and a, and a way to do that is just get indoors in a facility where you can keep swinging. Right. And I think that would be money well spent as well. So good stuff. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's do a, uh, a word from our sponsors. I want to just qu talk really quick about what's going on this yeah, week. And yeah. then I want to dive into, uh, this week's, uh, this was instructional segment. Yeah, let's do it. So guys, uh, first, first and foremost, big thanks to Titleist uh, and the team Vokey, uh, the team at Vokey Wedges. Mike, the new SM8 Wedges, they performed, they transformed our game. I am literally around the greens in so much better in these last couple of weeks than I have been. Get that confidence. Twice. Yeah, yeah, it's because knowing that I've got the control is what's giving me the confidence. And I'm able to control those short chips. I'm able to get the ball to stop and spin. I can, So I, I'm able to get after my target a little bit more knowing that it's going to stop. They feel so great through that turf impact. Yeah, they There's do. so many mm -hmm. different bounce and grind options, especially when you pair that with a good fitting. I can't even tell you guys the level of confidence you're going to get. So we were fit not too long ago. Uh, you guys, check out a Titleist Thursday. Go to Titleist website. Look under fittings. is a Titleist Thursday. It's a great way to get a free fitting. They've got the Vokey SM8s there. So you can give them a try uh, and see if you can find a location near you. I know they were a little limited this year with COVID, but they're still doing a great job with this contactless uh, fittings and they are having them out there. So Bob Volk and his team, they're always working on making a better product with the SM8s. We had the, uh, the pleasure of talking to Bob earlier this year and he said what a big, big thing that went into the designs this year was feedback. Feedback from the tour players and feedback from the amateur everyday golfers who are out there playing them. And they use that information to make it better and make these adjustments. So you got to swing them to believe them. Visit Vokey.com to go through an online fitting tool. Check it out. It'll give you an idea of where you need to be. But if you guys can get that real fitting, it is the yeah, best it's so way to go for sure. All right, Frank, what do we got this week? So this week, you know what we got. There Whoa, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the U.S. Open. And again, another one of those things that just so fortunate to have it happen because – 
when everything started to cancel off the schedule, we just didn't know. Um, and I think the USGA and everyone worked really hard to make sure that, that it could happen and still happen at Wingfoot, which as far as venues go, this is going to be really tough to beat, Mike. It looks beautiful, pure, pristine, difficult. Everything a U.S. Open venue needs to have, and it's got it. Difficult is the word. I mean, I think what you want on a major, you want a course and a venue that is going to challenge all aspects. I want to see a complete golfer win. Now, not to say that anyone on the PGA Tour is not a complete golfer, but you know there are certain events that are set up for the the long ball guys and different types of of, uh, players that excel in different areas. Here, yes, there are some booming par fours and things like that, but there is such a premium on accuracy. We've seen some uh, some videos coming out these last couple days, uh, and, and by now, by the time this is out, you guys have seen it and seen it live. The rough is punishing. The fairways are tight. And then when you get to those Tillinghast greens, just good luck. Yeah, good luck indeed. Yeah. So you you really have to be able to fire on all cylinders to play well You know, some of those tournaments where guys can have, you know, bad approach days, but be hot on the greens and still win a tournament. We've seen Tiger do that many times in his career. I feel like this is a place, these events are the type where everything, like I said, has got to be clicking. Yes. You know, a tee to green. We saw, you know, what was it, two years ago, Shinnecock just beat everyone up and there was a whole debate like, this is way too hard for us. Yeah. Uh, But I love seeing it as a fan because it's the closest they'll get to being like us out there. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Hard. I, I can't complain with hard. Unfair. You know, it's a different thing. Sometimes if you get it where... But is there such thing as unfair? There and you're playing be. for this much money on this level? I would say if the greens aren't quite rolling true, like if it if it's, becomes a point where it's impossible to hold a green. True. If it's so fast that you tap it and it goes by the cup and if you if you don't hit the cup, cup it just gone. keeps gone. Mm-hmm. That to me, I mean, still, even within that, like they all have to play the same course. So in a way, it's almost not unfair. Right. You just have to like learn to keep it below the hole and stuff like that. But I think that the course needs to be very difficult without being so overtly punishing that yeah. if you don't make the shot, there's no way to recover. But I think that's what we're going to see out of Wingfoot is that it's going to be a course that's set up to make it so the best players in the world have to play the absolute best to beat it. Yeah. And I think you're not you're going to f- see few scores in the negative numbers. Yeah, we were saying on Twig, we were saying plus five probably cut line is our, our guess, and maybe our a minus guess. three win. Yeah, I think anywhere that minus two, minus three, there's going to be a handful of guys under par. And Plus it's getting windy up here in the Northeast now. It is. Cold. It's getting a little bit crisp. It's feeling These like guys fall. do play a little different under a crisp. You know, they're not used to it. They're sun chasers, you know? You bet. And and I, I tell you what, it's just it's going to be one of those things that can be really, truly anyone's game, too. There's so many great players in the field from – Dustin Johnson, who's just coming in super hot off his FedEx Cup win, to uh, John Rahm, who was there right there on his heels with that. And these other guys who were in the mix, you know, even the FedEx Cup could have been anyone's game. You know, Rory could have got a little bit hotter, could have been his. Justin Thomas was right there in the mix. Xander Schauffele, so many things. And then you see even guys like Tiger Woods, uh, you know, who if that putter can get back on, he can be in right in there in the mix. And he's been, we've seen a lot of clips of him, you know, dabbling, getting there to wing foot to practice. You know, that's the premium yeah. for him. And mm. of course, Phil's going to want redemption. Phil wants that. There are just so he many stories. So many great stories. All right. That's going to be fun. I hope everybody enjoys it. Um, you know, it's, you know, today, the day this comes out, it's Sunday. So I know you guys are in front of that television enjoying it. Um, but Mike, let's do a, another word from our sponsors. And then I want to dive into this instructional segment. Yeah. So this episode is brought to you by ShotScope, the all-in-one GPS and stat tracking watch that is so hot. 
It is sold out until October. Frank, cue the Zoolander clip. That shot scope so hot right now. So hot right now. Right, it is. Yeah. Pop quiz, Frank. Answer yes or no. Do you want laser-like accuracy to your targets? Of course. Do you want to improve your golf game? Always. And do you want all that in the easiest way possible? You bet. (laughs) Well, guys, listen, if you've answered yes to any of these questions, it is time to pick up a ShotScope V3. Order it now. Sold out. Don't let it scare you. Next month, they'll be available. Yeah, next month. October's right around the corner. So October, they're ready. They'll be in your mailbox then. So visit ShotScope.com slash Golficity. And lastly, big thanks to FootJoy for always keeping us looking sharp. There it Love is. Love these, right? They're great. These vests, these US Open vests. Feeling loose, keeping us warm, and of course, keeping us dry. Guys, I want to talk about the new Hydro Tour jacket from FootJoy. Mm-hmm. It's storm proven. It's built to protect you from the most extreme conditions using a three panel construction to reduce bulk, because we don't want to be bulky out there. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to swing, right? Because you've got to improve mobility, yep. and you want to maximize the waterproof protection not to mention they're so damn stylish 100 percent waterproof and you could fold it down to nothing and stuff it in your golf bag yeah, you can't go out there with the gordon's fisherman you yellow. can't no that you know you'd be dry but you're you not would swinging be a golf and club. the one george costanza wore the gore-tex yes you can't swing you a club can't in that, swing thing. In that so guys gear up the fall is around the corner check out the hydro tour rain jacket learn more at footjoy.com that's just it you said the word i mean fall that's when we start to get that dicey weather especially yeah. here in the northeast it's great it was thing. 50 when i pulled the garbage cans up this morning 50. It was yeah. like 93 last week. So yeah. I, I don't you know. get that rain that comes through now, and it just it's cold. So, hundred percent. All right, let's talk about uh, this week's instructional topic. And like we said before, uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about here is stuff that not only have we worked on and learned, but we are always learning. It's a it, golf is a game that cannot be mastered. You're always working on getting better and learning more, and that's a big part of that. So, what we always encourage you guys to do is, if you've got your own tips that go along with what we're talking about today, make sure you let us know. Drop them in the comments. Drop them in the Facebook group. If you guys not are not already part of our Facebook group, we've got a great group of about three thousand people in there right now, just continuing the conversation between episodes of what we're working on and and just kind of celebrating those small wins. So it's a really fun thing to dive into. But um, again, what we said earlier, every golfer, no matter who you are, can take advantage of and wants to get a couple more yards. And what you can really do is just by honing a few small things, really start to dial that in. And one of those things that you might be overlooking is the opportunity to gain more power from the ground. Yeah. Right. So we when we think power, we think like. Bryson DeChambeau, like lifting weights and we think swing speed and like fitness and we think, you know, flexibility. Yes, all those things are in there. But also golf, like anything on earth, is still constrained by basic physics, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And your connection to the earth is the ground. A good way to think about this, Mike, try to take a full cut sometime standing on a slip and slide that's covered with oil. Right? No thanks. No thank <laughs> yeah. you. you. Disaster. Think about it. Even if you visualize yourself in that place, how slow you would have to swing in order to not yeah. fall because you're not able to use that ground. There's no pushing. There's nothing. You're just a slip. But it also does show you how much you truly do push off the ground because when you swing, you could you can visualize that you don't have to actually do this. Guys, don't do this right. because you know yeah, we're not liable when you break your face right right but you can visualize that your feet are going to slip right out from under mm-hmm. you as soon as you you put that tension so that if anything should be the proof that you need to understand how much the ground works in your swing so what it really does 
is gives your your swing a little bit of a push. And I think this is something that relates to both of us well. And this is a way that kind of give you the idea of what's happening here is if we relate this to baseball, Mike. Sure. All right. Our childhood. Our childhood. Mm. Both of us played baseball extensively growing mm. up, played a lot more than we even played golf and golf we've got into a little bit more later in life. Um, but anybody who's played baseball or has been to a baseball game has either done or seen this. And when your batter steps into a box, you see him taking his trail foot and just kind of digging it in a bit. Mm -hmm. Right. And the reason he's doing that, it's not to look cool. It's because he's trying to give himself a nice spot of, of where he can push off of a nice firm hold on that back foot that he could push. off. So you see the, 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 you know, even both feet just kind of digging in and getting those cleats into the dirt. And what that's doing is because again, a swing, you might think some of these guys in the MLB, like, you know, jacked. Yeah. There's a lot of, they're strong, a lot of power, but they're using that ground to push off of and rotate through the ball. So as golfers, we can learn that type of thing. Now there's one little problem with this, this whole analogy is that, as golfers, we can't we go can't out there <laughs> and and dig our, our, our. I'm already a groundskeeper's nightmare. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're not gonna you're not gonna get away with that very long digging in out there to do that. But I mean, in a way, we kind of do it in the bunker. Mm -hmm. We shuffle yep. our feet and we give ourselves. We dig in a little bit to give ourselves a little bit more. But it's something that can at least give you the understanding, the idea of why it works, right, and how it works. So, what do we do knowing that? How do we utilize the ground? better. And what it should become is no surprise is that it really starts with building a really good, you know, stance, a good solid stance. And we've talked about this before, Mike, we've talked about, uh, some of the, the importance and how much of the success of a swing ultimately starts with a good setup. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm learning this more and more as we go, um, that so much of whether that ball goes where I want it to be is contingent upon the state, the setup and the first moments of the takeaway. Right. You know, mm -hmm. we all think about impact and the swinging and down and through, but you can't do any of that until you're prepared with a, with a good setup. So what are the keys to a good setup? And these are only a few, as I said, there's going to be a lot more. And if you've got some of your own, drop them in the comments, but first is sufficient width. Mm -hmm. A lot yep. of newer golfers are just not taking a wide enough stance. Take a look at on a driver swing, a guy like Rory, how nice and wide that stance is because a wider stance is going to be stable. Now, don't go too wide. <laughs> There's a point of diminishing returns where not only are you going to look ridiculous, but <laughs> you're going to start to lose your ability to rotate. But you want to be able to, the, especially the bigger the swing, the bigger drive, the driver swings, the three woods, the, you know, the long irons. A little bit of a wider stance is going to give you a more solid base. Now, when we sometimes take pitch shots, you know, we, we bring our stance way in because we don't need as much power, but we need to just be able to kind of like turn through and it's a little more of a feel thing. But when you need a little bit more strength, you want to be able to, to widen that stance a bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I've been trying to widen stances, you know, for that reason. It's just, it's tough to, to get it. You know, it, it is a unique feeling because when you want, I feel like when you, when you, push the legs out a little bit wider. It's harder for me to rotate, but I'm working on it. Yeah. I am working on it. it, it it's it, Like I said, it is something, and especially if there's going to be an element of your own flexibility in there, yep. all those, which is why, yes, I'm not discounting those things. Those are important for power, working on your flexibility. It's uh, Golf is a game that really requires a very 
well-rounded approach to both mind and body. And that's why we love it because it's such a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, is, is an adequate knee flex. Here too is something that you'll see very often in real super beginner golfers. Sometimes people who aren't even golfers, you just give them a golf club to swing and just see how they naturally do it. A lot will stand way too upright, almost where knees locked. Uh, and that in that way, you are just not going to be able to use the ground. Uh, and one, one kind of tip that or, or a feel thing that I came across somewhere was if you were to stand in place and try to jump as high as you can while at the same time turning 90 degrees, right? Try doing that two ways. Try doing it first with your your legs completely straight and your knees locked. You'll know you can't. You can't jump. Yeah, you can't. Now try mm-hmm. doing it with some some knee flex. Mm-hmm. The knee flex is what allows you to spring off and do that. And the turn I'm saying is because it simulates the rotation in the golf swing. So that'll that'll prove to you right there how much knee flex really um, makes a difference in this ability to use the ground. So you have to have your knees flexed slightly through that swing. Um, it, it's going to help you not only use the ground and that push off, but it's also going to help you stay balanced. Yeah, which we learned. Kevin Sprecher, balance and rotation. Right. You can't do it without balance. If you're off balance, go back to my slip and slide, mm-hmm. then you're going to fall down. So the knee flex will give you that balance. It'll also give you that that ability to push off. Makes sense. Uh, but again, yeah. everything within moderation, it's, it's, it's a moderate knee flex. You don't want to be bending down so much. You right. know, you're getting in there low, lowering your strike zone. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's important. And then another one would be just to stick out your backside. You know, There's no dignified way to say it, but you need to stick your butt out a little bit. And, and yes, if you want to get hyper-technical, you can see some great instructors will talk about that pelvic, pelvic tilt and stuff like that. That's effectively what you're doing. But by just kind of flattening that lower part of your back, it's going to make it easier to turn back and through without losing balance. You know, I'm laughing at this one because (laughs) my seven-year-old, her golf coach, uh, when she first started with her, she first put the club in her hand. She's like, all right, I'm going to take you through this. And you're never going to forget this. And it was so powerful that I say it all the time. And it's feet together, step, step, tushy out, back straight, L for light, accelerate. Okay. That's the whole golf swing. L for light is the swing, L. Yeah. And then accelerate. And then now she gets up to a ball with her feet together, and it just keeps her calm, step, step, feet apart. Yes, yes. Back is straight, put your butt out, bring it back, and swing it through. It's the elements the of the golf swing. swing made simple. Made simple right there. Wow. So we just kind of covered it here a little bit. Hey, and you know what? It, it brings up another point that I should have mentioned earlier, going back to our stance. I like putting that into the pre-shot routine somewhere where you start, and I, I do this often, and our camera just died, but you guys can still hear me. This is just an episode of technical difficulties, guys. It happens to the best it of us. It is an episode. Now they've just got one shot of me face on here. Let's see if we can get you guys back going again. For those of you who are watching us on, on YouTube, we'll be back here in a second. Here, Mike is slowly do, coming back. Do you want me to tell a long, here, boring, story? We'll put it on you story. until we get the rest of these uh, these cameras. My childhood trips to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, um, but what I, what I was saying, which is so important, especially you know if you're listening to us and not just stuck on Mike's face here, here, here we're slowly back. Yeah, we're that's back, great. Um, is that I put it in my pre-shot routine to do that start with your hand, your feet uh, you know, forward, and then I'll start by, I'm a righty, I will step my left leg out to where I want that 
that position to the ball yep. and then adjust my right foot to it. Uh, it is a far, it's a way to stay far more consistent than just going up there and just taking your stand. It gives you a, a reference point. Mm -hmm. So I like to start together and put that out. So we, we've talked about this before in our pre-shot routine. Um, some of our pre-shot routine talks, but it's a good point you bring up. Put that in there. That'll help you with that consistent stance. Right. Because game golf is a game of inconsistencies, and we we hate being inconsistent. But why are we inconsistent? Well, we often set ourselves up to be inconsistent because we don't start from a consistent starting point. You know, we may start with a different width stance for the same club different times. This is where you want to be able to to change that and, and give yourself a little more consistency. Right. So that said. How do we make the ground start to work a little bit more for us? And one way you could do this, you know, you get that extra power boost. Um, and it's it's a move that's used a lot with driver. And that's where you're, if you're looking to see the most visible effects of it, watch the PGA Tour with, with driver. But it, on every swing, they're using the ground effectively. But as you start that swing down towards impact, you want to push off that ground and come up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's different limits of this. You watch Justin Thomas. This guy is on his toes at yeah. impact. That's how much he's pushed up through there. He is taking all that swing speed he's generating and all that rotation and, and that, that pushing off the ground to the point where he's actually leaving the ground. That's what I got to learn how to do. I mean, that's I'm looking at that photo right level. now. That's he's like, on his tippy toes. You got him and, and Bubba Watson leaves yeah, the ground. Leaves he's the not ground. even touching the ground. That's how much they do it. But again, it, it doesn't have to be that level. For every golfer a great analogy that i heard or a great visualization of how using the ground for pushing off and this one is a, a guy i've been following very closely on youtube clay ballard uh, a great instructor he said the other day he said when you're thinking of the golf swing and the rotation think about your standing on top of a big jam jar and the you're you're trying to both unscrew and then rescrew in that top just using your legs that's that force we're talking about hmm. so as it now obviously the ground is not going to move like the jam jar would but it's that same feeling that you're now using that ground you're torquing you're creating all that torque in the legs with the with the with the ground and then pushing it back the other way so it's almost like you're trying to spin the earth beneath you and and but obviously you ain't moving the earth Right, I don't mm. care how quickly you call eight eleven. You're not moving that. Early, right, right, right. So you, but that's where you, that's that feeling. Now taking it to the nth degree is where you start to really start to come up, and it, it's and that's what we talk about with Justin Thomas. But now understand this, guys. There's a trade off here. You know, sure you can get more by really coming up like JT does, but these guys who've been playing golf for their whole lives, who are incredibly talented and skilled in their ability to control that ball they are hitting on the same spot on the face every time those things are going to be dramatically reduced the more you do this right so you got to find that right amount for you that right amount of push that you're getting more power but not also dramatically losing your accuracy yeah it makes sense yeah i think it was um tiger woods who uh tiger woods he said his his father taught him to Always swing as hard as you can, so long as you can still make sure you hit the center of the club face. Right. So as soon as you start to feel like you're not making that contact that you want and your consistency, like we said, is going down, you're doing too much of it. But as you get used to it, you can do a little bit more and more. So it, it can be hard to make that clean contact. It does a, a bit a bit of timing, but it, just implementing even a little bit and even just 
bringing your awareness to the ground and how you, your, your, your body is using the force of the ground can help you get more out of it. So that's important. Um, last point, you got to keep turning. Oh, yeah. How many times have we heard Kevin Sprecher, because you know he's, he's the guy we work with often uh, with our instruction, as he says, you stop turning, mm-hmm. you stopped rotating. And I'm like, Kevin, I show him my slow motion. I'm like, what did, I, what did I do wrong in this swing? He goes, you stopped rotating. It's so important. You know, if you focus too much on pushing off the ground, you may focus on that right to that point of impact, but fail to continue that turn. You know, and then when you're not happening is you're gonna you're gonna waste some of that power and you're not gonna hit that sweet spot. You gotta commit to the rotation. Rotate all the way through. That's why we follow through in golf. We don't follow through just because it looks good on camera. We follow through because it's very important to the swing. You've got to be able to continue that rotation. Don't stop your body rotating. And that's also a timing thing. When you do stop and then the arms get out ahead of them, then then all of a sudden you got another whole issue. Yeah. So just make sure if you do commit to it and you commit to that turn that you're going to push off that ground, keep it going. Go all the way through the follow-through and really commit to it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So those are some some keys to it. Again, just like any topic in golf, it's something that you could talk about for hours. You could really dive into this granularly. But I think if nothing else, if, if you bring your awareness to it, you understand how those forces work between body and ground, you're going to start gaining a better understanding of the swing and where that power comes from. So start experimenting with it and see how it goes. And then you could see how far you want to dial it up. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I'm going to work on is not only with, with the help of this is, as you know, I'm going to try to hit more up on my drives. Yes. And hopefully I can kind of put both of those together using the ground and trying to figure out how to do that. I mean, it's going to be a process, but I really, I'm dying to do that. I'm dying to put it to a test and see if I can really get that much more power and distance. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Well, it's so funny. I see some of the comments and someone uh, commented, be like, Mike, you could hit a 30 yard f- further. All you have to do is swing a little bit more, you know, it, you know, inside out and hit up on the ball. And it's just like. That's easier said than done. Yeah, I know. I think one time Gavin from Shotsco jumped in and he's like, he told us, he's like, yeah, it's easier said than done though. It it seems so simple, like hit up on it more. Right. But there's a lot that goes into doing that. And hopefully we're hoping to do some video instruction where you're going to go get a lesson on that. We'll record it and hopefully some other people can benefit from it too. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. So that's everything we have for you guys this week. You can get to the show notes by going to golficity.com slash episode 341. Uh, and of course, download the Golficity app. It's available for iOS and Android. You can get all of the golf podcast episodes there all the way dating back to the very first one. Uh, but let us know what you think. Like I said, we love to be able to discuss these further. There's so much more than we can cover in a half hour episode. So make sure you post your comments in the Facebook group, send them to us, tweet at us. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with us and, uh, and we'll see everybody again next week.